Welcome to the Bookkeepers. I'm Coco, and today we have a special guest on the podcast, my husband, Derek. Welcome. Hi, everyone. We're going to be talking about something that has come up in a lot of conversations with other reader friends of mine, which is we're big readers, but somehow we married non-readers. So Derek and I have been married how long now? Uh, nine years. Yeah, it'll be 10, 10 next year. Yeah. In so, March. Of wow. Next year. And then we dated for several years before that. So we've been together for over a decade. Yeah. Yeah. We dated for what, like five years before we got married. Yeah. So I've always been a reader, but I came a more obsessive reader once we finished college and had more time on our hands. Um, but have you, did you consider yourself a reader? No, definitely not. Um, which, you know, uh, I mean, I read a little bit, I'd say. I remember reading a little Christian nonfiction, like self-help type of, you know, so, it, you know. <laughs> Boring. Yeah, you know, not, yeah, exactly. Not my genre of yeah, choice. Yeah, definitely not your genre, for sure. Um, so I remember reading, like, I think it was a Beth Moore book. Um, I think it was called like Breaking Free or something like that. Yeah. Um, and I did like some of uh, like Max Lucado's books. He was like a Christian nonfiction. I did like some of those. I thought that they, you know, it was like overall like good messages of like just, you know, how to like, you know, just try to be better, you know. So I thought it was always kind of encouraging and always that like gave me some positivity. So I did enjoy it. But it was like, you know, I remember thinking, man, I wish I could like you know, read more or like, you know, I'd always feel bad. Like I didn't read it enough or it took me too long to finish the book. And now kind of looking back and especially being married to you now, I'm like, Oh, well maybe this story just, you know, obviously wasn't interesting because it was nonfiction. There was no story at all. <laughs> yes. So Derek and I now will do read alongs together. Um, and anytime I talk about it on social media, people ask me, how do I get my partner to read with me? And so that's kind of the whole purpose of this episode is our journey reading together and how a non-reader and a reader now have read-alongs periodically. So Derek, how many books a year do you read now? Well, I would say... I've only started keeping up with it, you know, probably recently. So maybe in the past, maybe three to four years. And that was, you know, kind of like always trying to steal your attention, probably like, <laughs> hey, I started a Goodreads account, you see? Oh, I did see. Yeah. You, I mean, of course, I didn't always get the notifications like Amanda liked me. I was like, dang, that was quick. You, you got your notifications turned on for Goodreads, I see. I am obsessed with you a little bit, you know? Like... Yeah. So, so it started that way. And I would say that I definitely was not, you know, maybe a couple of books a year, you know, or something like so that. So like two? for a while yeah for a while probably you know if that or maybe more I don't know I don't really remember keeping up with it but it definitely wasn't a lot so yeah maybe a couple mm -hmm. but and I'd you were you were a big DNFer you would did not yeah, finish books that, yeah I definitely had a lot of like guilt and like oh my gosh well I read it but you're like no you really did you stopped at like what page 101 you know <laughs> um but I would say something changed maybe two to three years ago maybe two years ago. 
it's hard to remember now, but I'd say in the past couple of years, something changed where, um, one year I read a lot more and I would say a lot more by, I think one year I read 26. That's good. Um, like two maybe to, two years ago, two to 26 or last year. Uh, yeah. So, you know, a, a great jump, obviously. So I was real proud of that. And I read a lot of good stories and I think because I was reading more stories and just being open to read more stories, I was being more surprised. Like, oh my God, that was really good. I really enjoyed that, you know? Mm -hmm. So one thing that I, I never really, you can tell me if this isn't true, but I don't feel like I ever really pressured you to read or like talk about wishing that you read more or things like that. But I tended to just talk about stories a lot because I don't know how to shut up about them. Um, and you used to say that you liked that fact about, you liked the fact that I read as a hobby. You found it attractive. Yeah, yeah, I did. Yeah, I, I, I always thought it made you, um, I always told you this, that I always thought it made you smarter <laughs> or more intelligent or witty. You Which know, is... you were always quick-witted in responses, you know. Like, I was like, oh, yeah, that was a good one, man. I, I wish I'd have thought of that, you know. And so I, I, as you guys already know, but I typically read fiction. Uh, fantasy is, like, my favorite genre. So I'm almost always in fiction. It's rare that I'm in a nonfiction book. Whereas Derek was a primary nonfiction reader. So whenever I would see him DNF in books, I'm like, you should try a story. You should try a fiction. But your argument used to be is you felt like if you were going to read, you needed to learn something. And so it was kind of like this mental headspace you had to get over. Yeah. I, yeah. I definitely thought so. Yeah. I, I guess for some reason I had it associated with learning, you know, probably from school and just growing up and, you know, read this, read that, do this. And so for whatever reason, I had it tied my, well, if I was going to read something, like I should come away having learned something, not putting enough value on just learning a story. Um, you know, so somehow I maybe overlooked the fact that you are learning something. It's just not in maybe a traditional sense. Maybe it's in a different way, right? Maybe you learn character and development and, you know, how to deal with heartaches and, you know, just whatever the story presents. Um, but yes, I, it, it was a struggle because I thought that I needed to read nonfiction and you continued to tell me that you thought that's why I was not finishing books is because I, they weren't capturing my attention for long enough. So therefore I would, you know, DNF it. Yeah. And I, I personally think nonfiction books can be long winded and like typically about 75% in, I too often will find myself wanting, wanting to DNF it because I feel like you get the point. Not to knock all nonfiction, but I was a very big proponent. So that's the only pressure I think I ever put on you as a non-reader was not that you need to read more books or I wish you read more. So it was like, I think you should try fiction. Yeah, you were always, that's what your your whole pitch was, is that you thought I should broaden my search. Yeah. And that if I did, I would probably find something that was of interest to me. Yes, because all the readers I know, we all have like the book that changed our world, our reading world, to where we were like, wow, I read that book and that's when I fell in love with reading was because of that one. And I just knew that if you could try enough, and if you broadened your search a bit, hopefully I could find, or you could find, that one book that made you like, wow, I get it. 
you know? And I think you did. Do you have a book that you would name as the one book that got you hooked into reading? Yeah, definitely. Um, it was Dragon Teeth by Michael Creighton. I think that's how you say his name. Mm-hmm. He was yeah. like a, he was an author, a screenplay, I think director. I'm not exactly sure. I might have been messing that up, but I know he was, you know, really important and, you know, in the Jurassic Park and, and then the filmmaking and that whole world is, you know, very important. I didn't get too deep into it. He was the author of Jurassic Park. Yeah. And he was mm-hmm. the author of that book. Um, and then some other ones, those seemed a little more sci-fi-ish than maybe I would have been of interest. But for some reason, this book of, uh, you know, historical fiction and just kind of the setting of a young man and the journey and, and just the plot kind of was like really interesting to me. So it's a fictionalized story, and it's historical fiction. Now, um, tell us like a little bit about the book. So I haven't read this book, but it's one that Derek obviously wants me to read. Um, so tell us just, can you do like a short synopsis of it? Yeah, and you know, I could be messing it up because I'm trying to not spoil it too much. <laughs> okay. Um because it was a couple of years ago I, I think I read it when we first moved to Florida so probably 2017 I think it might have been that summer um yeah it was the first book I ever had read that like I, I just couldn't put it down you know like I needed to know exactly what happened you know I needed to know and so I remember just like reading it in just random places in random sitting positions like just you know looking back just like oh my god I can't believe you know I just read that book like that um and, but yeah, so basically the plot is, I believe it's set around maybe 17, 1800s. I think it's like early 1700s before America's like, you know, or as America's becoming developed and everyone's moving out west. And um, a lot of the settlers are having issues with, you know, the Indian or Native Americans and things like that. And so it's, but it's set with these kind of like Ivy League guys that are going to an Ivy League college, I believe, you know, really prestigious, wealthy families, if you will. And they're going to college and then now they're about to get out for the summer. And what are all the boys doing or the young men? And um, the story takes place with a couple of guys that are kind of rivals with each other, you know. So one of them's going to Paris or, you know, or wherever, somewhere just, you know, you know, just great. And this other guy is selling on the idea that he's going to follow a professor out west. Um, is what he's telling everyone. He's going to Colorado, and they're going on an expedition, basically, to search, uh, you know, for fossils because the professor, this is his specialty. So it's not really about dragons. It's more so about fossils. Yeah. So the dragon teeth is kind of like you know dinosaur teeth, if you will. And um, so they, they, they go out west looking for that. And it's basically about his journey and the things that happen. And, um, you know, and, and it kind of really takes place with that young man and kind of what he experiences along the way. Yeah. So that was the first book that hooked you. I remember you finished it in like a few days. Like yeah. you were you were shocked. And I just remember like how proud you were. You like snapped the book shut and you were like done. Yeah, I remember like taking a picture with my like bag I took I to still work. Have that picture. Yeah, like I remember just being like, "Oh yeah, wow. I'm a reader." What? Shoot, what? I just finished this book in like no time. I could read. Yeah, no problem. Yeah, so um, <laughs> that's great. So I I am actually going to be reading it um, in the next month or so, and I think you plan to reread it with me so that we can do a spoiler discussion about that book specifically. 
100%. Yeah. So we invite you guys, if that sounds like a book you're into, add it to your TBR and read it in the next month or so and check out our spoiler chat that we'll do on that later. Nice. Um, so you finished that one and I was like, yes, I got him. (laughs) Hook, line and sinker. He's a reader now. And so I got real excited because you were like, what book is next? What book is next? And so it's like, as a person who reads like a hundred books a year, you know, I'm like, oh man, I got genres here, 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 and trying to find, but it's a lot of pressure as your partner to find a book that you'll love because you hadn't read enough yet for me to really like define your taste. Um, so I think you were still like up and down with your reading a little bit and then somewhere along the line. And I don't really remember how it started, but we started doing audiobooks on road trips. So most of the buddy reads we do together are in the form of audiobooks. Yeah. I think that's kind of how it started, you know, at, at, for us to buddy read. Um, I think it's kind of turned into more than that now as I've become even more open to reading. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, I I think that where it started must have been when we, I I can't remember where we took the trip. Um, We must, you know, we were living in Florida, so we must have either went back to Arkansas or maybe a trip to New Orleans or somewhere out that way. But we started reading Ember in the Ashes. And that was sick, you know, like that whole, and the narration was cool. And I just remember like, like, what are you doing? Pot? What are you, what are you doing? You're like, oh, well, the kids need it. Oh, well, what are they? You turn the book back on, you know, like, I was just, you know, like just hooked. Yeah. And I remember just drinking coffee and like wide eyed on the interstate, just like, you know, just glued to whatever was happening next. Which is crazy. So Ember in the Ashes is a young adult fantasy series by Saba Tahir and I had already read it and I had listened to the audio production and it's a full cast production um the narrators are fantastic I love them and so yeah you were like pick an audiobook and you're like but I, I want to be interested and I was like well this is really like my best foot forward when I'm picking out an audiobook and I was like I've already read it and you ha- you were kind of weird for a little while about like reading a book I'd already read. Yeah, you know, I just I think it kind of took the thrill out of it a little bit. Like you're like, well, you already know what happens, you mm-hmm. know, like so we're not experiencing it for the first time together, you know. Yeah. I know you're weird about reading a book. I was like, but I won't fall asleep cuz I'm really bad about doing that in the car. 100%. I was like, <laughs> I won't fall asleep. I love the series and the third book had just come. It was either the second or the third book had just come out. And I was telling him that I needed to read the new one. So it would be beneficial to me to reread the other ones. And then we could read the new one together and so forth. So that's, that's how it started. And yeah, I was so excited in the car whenever you were like, so into it. I was like, ah, I did it. He's in love with the same book I'm in love with. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I think, I think what it was, was the second one had just come out or was about to come out because we both had to wait on the third one together. That's right. So it had to be the second one had just come out. Yeah. Cause we had, we, yeah. Cause the third one had come out and cause all of our books came out together this last year, you know, at the mm-hmm. end of the year, they all got slammed at the end of the year wrapped up yeah yeah, so i was trying to read them all at the same time which kind of got crazy 
Yes. Okay. So we, so we did that one. And again, so we tend to do a lot of road trips. Um, and so that's really the best chance that we have at like starting a book together. I feel like is usually in the car on one of those trips. Um, and yeah. so we did that series together and then we finished the series together because the fourth book, which is the, there's four books in the series and the fourth one just came out November, 2020 and we pre-ordered it and we mm-hmm. read it individually. Yeah. Yeah. But... I think we ended up finish. Yeah. I think we were both finishing. We also, I think we we're, yeah. Burning God or whatever. Yeah. Was, so that was another, yeah. So that was another one. So then I kind of discovered like Derek likes, He'll read fantasy. Yeah, I'm a, I like fantasy. He likes I'm fantasy. I'm a big fan of fantasy. Um, he definitely likes to have male POVs in there. Yeah, you know, I feel like based on your taste specifically, mm-hmm. and maybe, you know, I'm sure it's out there, I guess. I, you know, what do I know, you know? But, mm-hmm. you know, your taste, you, you like to see a lot of, you know, females. That, I do. You know, and the characters of being like the, the main character or the story or, or whatnot. And, but, you know, as a... As a man, you know, I wanted to see a young boy coming to, you know, like, oh, yeah, go get him, Tiger. So that's why Ember was great, because um, it's about, it switches POVs between Laia and Elias, and yeah. so we had both. Yeah, it was perfect. And I just like that they had more than those two as well. Yeah, it that expanded. That was great, yeah, because I was just like, at that point, I'm all for, forget just the single one, that's amazing. When you get, like, I'm invested to, like, all six of these people. Like, I hope they all, you know, I love them all, you know? Yes. And you also like books with adventure of some sort. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And you tend to like some type of physical conflict, like war or Oh, yeah, the battles ones, yeah. Yeah. You tend to like that, too. Mm -hmm. So I've gotten better at, like, recommending books to you. Oh yeah, no, yeah, and I think I early on I I knew you, you know, were it is very evident that you were a book nerd, you know, like <laughs> you love this. So I was like, oh yeah, I will trust your opinion, you know. But I understand how in the beginning you were like, well, you know, I'm not really sure what you like, you know, like I think I kind of, you know, you can know somebody, but you're not not exactly sure like what movie they might like or, exactly. you know, what book they might would like to read or, you know, something like that. It's an so, interview process. Yeah, yeah. I'll give so you a sample, see how you like it. You but then I started trying them. some and then I would let, you know, get, I'd always inform you, right? Because you're yeah. the first person I was going to tell about a book, you know, yeah. like, oh, you know, so when I found, um, so what's the name of the first? The Poppy War. Poppy War, right? So when I found that series... I was like, oh, you know, I think I was on Goodreads and, you know, I would snoop around to try to see, you know, I'd be sneaky trying to see, like, could I find a book that Amanda hasn't found that it would be something she would read, but she just didn't know about it. And this just happened to be that book. You succeeded. I found it on, a, like, a Goodreads list of, like, a top books, you know, or whatever to read in a certain category. Because it was historical fiction and fantasy. Yeah, it was all of that. And, um, yeah, he would, he would send me, so we would like be preparing for a road trip and I'm like, Hey, do you, you know, I'm always like kind of casually, but like not so casually like, Hey, do you want an audio book (laughs) together? And he's like, I don't know. So I always let him pick the books because obviously I'll read a lot and he's going to be more selective. And, um, so typically I might would send him a few books to like read the blurb on, and then cross-check it with what the library had, and then he would do the same. And apparently you had, like, a 
ulterior motive. You wanted to find a new to me bug. I did. Yeah, I had a motive, and at least in this specific instance, you know, it's probably changed from time to time. But in this instance, I vividly remember, and I remember like, oh, I bet she's heard it because I remember reading it, and you know how much I just love Asian culture in general. Right. So when I seen it, I was like, oh, you know, antennas go up. Oh man, this seems like something for me, you know. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, okay, it's not on Amanda's to be read. Okay, this is great. I'm gonna ask her about it. And first I think, well, let me see if I can, you know, is it available at the library? You know, can we get it, you know, reasonably? And so I was like, okay, yeah, check. We could definitely do that. And, um, and I remember you were like, yeah, I would read that. That sounds very interesting. I've never heard of that. And I was like, yeah. okay, I hope this is good. I hope this is good. And I remember us just both being like, wow, this is real good. Yes. I was shocked. Um, it's definitely an adult fantasy novel. There are some very graphic war scenes in it. Mm. And um, lots of, you know, drug use. And... Lots of drug use. Yeah. But man, that was her debut novel. It's by R.F. Kwong. And it's a trilogy. Was the mm -hmm. second book out when we started? I don't remember if it was or not. But they're long audiobooks. Yeah, they were just like, just like Ember series. They were long. Yeah. Great narration as well. I mean, just in love i mean I, not to spoil it so i won't but they, she does break my heart a little bit at the end but you know things can be what they are i still love her for it and it was the first it's divided into like two parts and the first part of the book is really just a historical fiction and then the fantasy yeah. section picks up in the second half and then through the, continues very heavily through the series but as you're reading it just know the first part's just going to feel like historical fiction to you because that really sets the basis of everything. But it's um, it's set in... Where's that one set in? Do you remember? I think it's China. I thought it was China too. Okay, yeah. So it's set in China and there's this young like orphan girl that lives with a family and she really wants to go to like a university. She wants to get out of this really poor farming town. She doesn't want to be sold into marriage and be forced to endure pregnancy and be miserable in her life, which is kind of the fate for most girls in her community. So basically all the kids that go to school at a certain age, you get to take an entrance exam. And if you score high enough, you get to go for free to this really epic school mm -hmm. and so it's her story and that's where it all kicks off at and then it goes from there and it picks up on um the poppy wars and it becomes almost like a military-esque novel and and from what we know which is very limited i, I think the poppy wars were historically a set of wars that did happen you know, in mainland China, I believe. Yeah, I think so. I'm not sure on the I'm history. I'm not sure on that, but that's that's what I and I, I believe that that's kind of. Mm -hmm. I know that RF Kuang, she um, has like a master's degree in Chinese. She's a very impressive person. history. Yeah, she is. Yeah, she's got like a lot of degrees from like a lot of really she's prestigious. So intelligent. She works a full time job plus is an author. I follow her. I can't believe this was her debut series. I couldn't either. That's she wrote this crazy. while I think she wrote this while she was in college. Because it's so dense. It really is. So much to it. It's very intricate. I liked it. Yeah, it, it definitely captured my interest. 
for sure. And I know you're very proud to be like, I found that book for her. <laughs> yeah. And the fact that we continued to read and finish the series because that's how yeah. much we liked it. So, yeah. And it was really exciting because like uh, we did pre-orders for... For Burning God, the last one. The Burning God, which it came out like December 2020. So it came out like a month after, a month before. Yeah. Em, um, uh, the Last Ember. The so, Last Ember uh, Which was... No. Sky Beyond the Storm? Or? Sky Beyond the Storm. Yeah, that's, that's right. Yeah. Sky Beyond the Storm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So we were like, oh, we have pre-orders. We're going to finish both of those two big series together. But if we are switching gears a little bit. I think we've also realized that I'm a big fan of some contemporary as well. You are contemporary young adult. Yes. Even. So I think that was first exposed with Angie, right? With um, the hate you give. Yes. Which was epic. Oh, I'm so glad you brought this one up. So yeah. So did you do, remind me, did you do the audio or did you read that one in print? I think I read that one in print. Yeah, because I think we read that one separately. Like, I had read it and finished it. Yes. And then you decided to read it. Yeah, and I can't remember when. Or why you picked um, it up even. Yeah, yeah, I don't remember. Uh, I think it was during, you know, maybe during the pandemic or something. Um, hmm. I don't remember what what yeah. started them. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I read remember. it. And I probably was just talking about it and telling you. And I was like, you've got to, I probably, that was I'm sure that had, uh, yeah, that sounds very logical. At that point, I was more comfortable shoving books at your face. Yeah, yeah, you're starting to, yeah, you were like, hey, you know, what about this? I took a little gentle on him for a while, guys, because I didn't (laughs) want to scare him away. I wanted him to join, you know, the reading cult that we got going here. Um, But then at some point, you you passed a threshold to where now I can like throw books at you and like sometimes you'll grab them, <laughs> but you don't get scared away anymore. I think that might've been that one. So you, um, you read it, you loved it. It was around, you read it around the same time the movie came out because I was like, there's a movie. Mm-hmm. I'll wait to watch the movie until you finish the book. Yeah. I do remember that. Yeah. Yeah. You, we did watch the movie together first. Because you wanted to see how I reacted to it. Yes, because this was your first book-to-film adaptation where you had read the book first. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, I'd never done that before. And then, like, you know, and being clearly, like, knowing what I just... Oh, I just read that, and then now I'm watching it. Like, I I 100% remember the book, you know, like... And now I'm watching the movie. Like, first time ever, for sure. So I was very critical you because, were so critical. You know, that was the first time. And I didn't know. I was in, you know, what the our boys would call a noob. You know, <laughs> I was like, I, I had no idea, you know. So I was just like, why is this like that? Why is that like that? You know, so I had like a lot of opinions. And you were like trying to like, well, you know, you're trying to educate me. Well, think about, you know, this and that. And I'm like, oh, okay. Well, yeah, that makes sense or this makes sense. But, you know, I didn't think about that until right. you pointed it out. Like, you know, you can only fit so much in the film and like, you know, because they cut exactly. that part. You know, the movie was sense. in, you know, an hour and a half and the book was 400 pages. Yes. You know, like, oh, okay, yeah, that might be a little difficult. I didn't think about that. Okay, yeah, that's a good point. It was so entertaining for me because, like, I've obviously done this a bunch of times and I have been, you know, I've raged over adaptations and then there's some adaptations where I'm like, you know, I was okay. And the Hate You Give adaptation, obviously they cut a bunch of scenes and they cut a bunch of characters, but like overall, like I felt pretty good 
about the book to film adaptation. I thought it, I thought it was done pretty well. Um, with just a few things to nitpick, obviously it wasn't like the best one, but I was like, Oh, that wasn't bad. And you were like, (laughs) well, the number one thing that I had a problem with that I, I can even remember now is they, they removed Devante from it. And I guess it's because like when I read the story, I love Devonta. You connected with him. I Devonta. guess so. Yeah. yeah. And, and I don't even remember why or whatnot or exactly, you know, cause it's been so long since I read it now, but like I vividly, that's etched in my mind that like, that's why I was upset. It's because Devonta is like, he was just like, didn't happen. I'm like, how's he did? What do you mean? It didn't happen. You know, you were also mad um, that Nana didn't have a bigger part in the book. Yeah. I mean, in the movie than what she did in the book. I'm trying to think of other things that you had issues with. Yeah, and I mean, I understand that, you know, they, that, the changing, you have to change it some and tweak it, you know, and for film and, you know, just different things. Or I understand that, you know, things can't be just how they are, you know, exactly. <laughs> um, in you know, that moment, now. though. But in that moment, yeah, I was not as sound and in my logic as I am now, you know, like I was like, oh, my God, I can't believe the no Devante. I was just like so mad. You went to bed angry. Uh, (laughs) You were like, the book is better. And I remember you all like, the movie is pretty good. I was like, well, yeah, the movie is fine. But like Devante wasn't in it. The book was better. (laughs) It was just like, I felt like it was just, um, it was like a rite of passage. Uh-huh. It was so having that rage at a book to film adaptation and screaming the book is better and I can't believe they cut this character. You were having like a reader's rite of passage and it was everything. And uh-huh. I was like, you know, I've done it. I was like, I don't know that he'll ever read a hundred books a year like me, but let's all be honest, that's a bit obsessive. <laughs> <laughs> just um, a little. Just a little. But like I think you know, at some point I'm like, uh, he's definitely like a lifelong reader. And now that I like know your reading style too, like if I come across a book and I'm like, you would totally be into this, you tend to read it. So you've read, so you read Angie Thomas, The Hate You Give. Um, you've read some Nick Stone. Yeah. I read some of hers to the boys. Um, we were, we read to the boys at bedtime there for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, oh so, yeah. You read clean getaway, which yeah, is a middle so re- grade novel. Yeah. I like that. That was a cute story. Yeah. Um, and that was like historical fiction. It was middle grade novel, mm-hmm. historical fiction. Yeah. They talked about an interracial families. Yeah. So, and I thought that was interesting just kind of the way she put that together. And I, I know the boys liked it as well. Um, I know, you know, especially Thomas, he was always up a little later. And I remember, you know, he was always into it. Um, but then I read uh, Dear Martin, loved it. Yeah, that was, yeah, that was very good. And I started uh, Dear Justice. Um, I think I read Dear Martin in like one day. And that's probably the fastest I've ever read a book. Like, it, yeah, it was really great. Uh, I just like the story and the characters and the, um, I mean, it was just a great story in general um, and just really moved me. I remember just being really emotional afterwards. So, you know, it's like books like that that just kind of stick with you. Read that. So I'm, and like I said, I'm still reading Dear Justice and I'm partially w- the way through Concrete Rose as well, which is, yeah, kind of like, I guess the prequel, you know, about Maverick and stuff, which I think is kind of cool. Um, so, and I really like, I like both of those so far. I'm about halfway through both of them. So, also, um, this was a book that you tried, and then we learned that you weren't really a fan of the romance. 
<laughs> so I got you to read. You guys know that I'm trash for mass and love Sarah J. Mass. So Derek has read A Court of Thorns and Roses. Yes. And he started A Court of Mist and Fury. And he made it, I'm not going to say too many spoilers, but he made it close to a wedding scene, but not quite there yet. So that's where he stopped at um, because the romance was a bit too much for you. Yeah, I'm not as big into the whole like love story. And it's just like everything about it was like kind of tied to that, you know. Yeah, and it only got more so from that And point. that's what you told me, right? Mm. So you were like, if that's a problem, you should probably just stop. And I was like, okay, I'll take your <laughs> I mean, word for which, it. Which I mean, it was a little sad because you didn't meet some of my favorite characters yet. Yeah, and I felt disappointed too because I could tell like you were like, these are my people. <laughs> they are. And I'm like, oh my God, I want to do that for you. But no, I can't. Yeah, yeah. And and also it was your first book about Faye. So again, I'm like he had read Ember and mm-hmm. so I was like he might be into YA fantasy, so let me like try to let him sample some of this and you know he didn't hate Akator, but then Akamath got a little too romancy and if you've read that one, chapter twenty fifty five. Yeah, you know. I don't yeah. <laughs> Okay, <laughs> this is awkward. Uh, see what I'm saying? You're know, like saying all these things. Like, yeah, don't read it though, but it's everything. <laughs> okay. I know. Yeah. But you have gotten me to read other series that are probably maybe not that, but maybe you would say they're very similar, I guess, or a similar category, which is like uh, what the Red Queen. Oh yeah, I, forgot I read that. that. You read that one, and then I started the second one um and i liked the first one it was you know not as good as some of the other ones i thought but still a pretty good story and um very entertaining at least you know like i definitely finished it and i'm definitely can remember now that you know where i was at in the second one just as i'm talking about it Yes, The Red Queen by Victoria Aveyard. yeah. I was trying to remember what her name was. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't remember what the second book is. I know I'm on King's Cage. Cage, which is the third which one. Which is the third one. <laughs> um, I don't remember what the second I one is. I can't remember the name of it no, now. Either. But yeah, so you were into those. Mm-hmm. I forget which books you read. I forgot you read and that one. And then um, me and you, buddy, read All American Boys by Jason Reynolds. Oh, yeah. And that was awesome. That one was really good. Yeah, I mean, it was good enough that I, you know, I remember just thinking like I would, I would, you know, just like some of the other books I'd read, I was just like, I'd read anything he writes, you know? And I remember you bought a poem and I think I read it. You laid it on the bed. You're like, are you going to read it? And I was like, I read it. And then I was like, started to read it. And I was like, and then I came back and I walked away away with it. And then you came back and you're like, done, done. (laughs) Yes. That one was, um, it's called for everyone by Jason Reynolds. And it's, a letter slash poem that's like motivational and about goals and about like how, yeah, it's just, I highly recommend picking up. It's like a quick read. Yeah. Quick read. Yeah. But let's not let that overtake all American boys, which is a classic. So he co-wrote all American boys. Yes, that's right. I forgot that. Yeah. It's co-authored. Yeah. What's uh, Brendan Kylie was the co-author. So, I love this book. I don't even know how we, I guess we, 
I think we got on the train like we fell in love with the hate you give and Angie Thomas and Nick Stone are like besties and so I found Nick Stone pretty quickly mm-hmm. and was like Tom or Derek you know you'd be like the hate you give I think you'll like this one too mm-hmm. and then um, Nick Stone did an interview with Jason Reynolds and so then I, that's how we found Jason Reynolds and then we came across this book mm-hmm. um, and it bounces between two different male teenage POVs yeah. and they both one experiences a instance of police brutality yes and the other boy witnesses it yes and the officer who commits the crime is the boy who witnesses it basically like brother but not brother like but father figure basically or... help raise him his best friend's older brother like a mentor to him mentor who he respects and loves right it's been like a dad best friend yeah and so it's just very complicated. Yeah, it just paints the picture very clearly of how complicated it is, right? And that, you know, it talks about, like, you know, with the one boy, you know, and how he experienced it and everybody in his life and, you know, and, that, and their reactions to it. And then you go to the other boy and, you know, his reactions and, you know, and they're then like, and, and they're and different. Yeah. yeah. And then, you know, they, they come from different places and they have different backgrounds and they have some friends that are similar, but then they also have friends that are different, you know, but they go to the same school and it's a very unique story. And the fact that the way that they put all that together, the fact that it was co-written in the way that it was, is just, I, I just think a classic, like I remember just thinking, I, the only downside I thought to the book was that it didn't keep going. <laughs> which Jason Reynolds kind of is known for that. Which is what you said, which I was like, well, then that makes a lot of sense. But, you know, that, you know, because that is kind of funny that he kind of messes with you a little like that, you know, like, you know, you envision it kind of deal. You tell well, me. Jason Reynolds, he's just, he is a fan of the creative and he, he likes most of his books that I have read at least. He seems to enjoy keeping his endings a bit open for reader speculation. Yeah, that's what you told me. To where it leaves it up to you to like, well, what now? But I mean, it has an ending. And I think it I, does end. It has a conclusion. No. Yes. But it does leave you like, I want more. Yeah. And I, I think, you, yeah, it definitely ends. And it's a, a good ending. But yeah, definitely where you want more. And, I you know, I think that I had even seen, because he does that thing on Instagram or whatever with the kids. It's called Brain uh, Yoga. Yeah, or something like that, where, which I think is awesome. I think I seen in there some kid saying the same thing about a book, you know, a children's book or something he had written. And, um, and I don't remember him telling them that was that, you know, you tell me kind of what happened. It's for you to decide, you know, like yeah. you tell me how that story ends, you know, he has a and really, I thought that was awesome. So he writes a lot of middle grade books and young adult books, and he loves kids. He loves interacting with kids. And um, I want to say it's like Fridays at two. I don't know if he still does it, but yeah, he was doing it there for a while. Yeah. Every Friday at two, he would go live on his Instagram and he would do what's called brain yoga. And um, he basically would hold up like two different images on like, cards from some type of card game but he kind of created his own version here where he held up two cards and he encouraged kids watching to create some type of new invention of those two cards 
Um, and then they would send a request to go live in his video and he would open it and the kids would go live with him with the permission of their parents and they'd tell him what their invention was and then he would send them free books afterwards and um, it was just like so cute Um, so yeah I enjoyed watching it and yeah he did (laughs) some kids would ask him about the ending to a few of his books and he'd be like "Ah, ah, ah." (laughs) that's for you to decide um, yeah, I forgot we've read that one together. See, I, as we're talking about it, I'm remembering more and more that we've read together. So, originally it started our reading relationship as buddy reading together, physically, with audiobooks. And then it kind of grew to where we would just be, either you would read it right after me, or we'd kind of read it at the same time and maybe take turns in a book. Um... And then we would just talk about it afterwards. Yeah, we did that. And there was some we listened to that, like, I didn't want to finish or, and you did, but you may, maybe not, you know, was thrilled about it or something. And you understood like, oh yeah, you know, it wasn't the best or something. Um, But I'd say the majority, you know, the, the, the good thing probably that happened was that some of the first books that we did get to experience together were killer successes. <laughs> they really were. You know, yeah. so it's just like which that kind of just worked out. I kicked it off with one that I had already okay, read. Okay, so that's knew, true. But yeah. I didn't know how the series would end, so I was kind of nervous okay. about that. That's true. I was like, some, some series end in a catastrophe, and I hope it doesn't disappoint him. But I knew the first book was killer. So I was like, yes. Well, so, so that's good, you know. So maybe it's good to start there, right? Is something that you know is like proven. You're like, it's going to be good. Um, but I would say, and you know, I'm probably stereotyping, but I would think most men are probably going to be into some kind of like, you know, they, they'd be into a story where there's like a battle and some people are going to go to war and, you know, stuff might pop off. Like, okay, you know, you got, you know, I, that's pretty, sounds like it'd be pretty entertaining to anyone, but definitely something about that story like you start selling me on that you know i'm like i'm all here for that yeah you're like game of thrones vikings you know you're just like you know you're like all the shows you're like you know yeah a story i mean you know there's a good story about that too they can paint that picture for you right in your mind you know so you know those were really great poppy war was good for me but I like some of those contemporary ones too. You know, that's good. I, I really like some of the the, the good stories. Or um, I haven't read that one yet, but you said I think that one sounded interesting, which was Angie Thomas's uh, about the I think it's the girl in the music industry or something. Oh yeah, uh, on the come up. On the come up, yeah. So I've got that on my to be read. And you I know, like that one. It's a girl's POV. Yeah, uh-huh. but I'm just saying, like, I kind of like the idea of a story like that. You know, where it's not. Where it's kind of like, you know, someone had to struggle and, you know, they, they come from, you know, a place where it takes more effort, more work, right? More you have to overcome, you know, you, that complete underdog story. Right. You, you know, relate that's just to those. pulling yourself up out of whatever and doing it and making your dreams come true. Like, that's awesome. You know, like, who, who wouldn't be inspired by that, right? So that's just a good story anytime. So that sounded great. So you consider yourself a reader now? Yeah, I would say so. I mean, I'm definitely like, you know, I mean, 
I, I don't think it's good to compare yourself to lots of people or anything. But, I mean, yeah, I mean, I read books every year now. So I think that constitutes as reader. I definitely go through periods relating to sports where I will read more. Usually in the summers I read more um, than I will read in the fall, obviously, because football might have my attention, you know, all fall. So I'll be kind of consumed or something. But, you know, if, you know, those books that we love came out this fall, too. So I put football to the side to, you know, to listen to those books. Um, you know, also, it was in my favor that we were moving back. So we had some road trips as well. So we did get to listen to a little bit of those on road trips, too. But, yeah, I definitely consider myself a reader now. Yeah, yeah I think, like, as, as a reader, just always being, I think always being open to talk to you about the books the same way you talk to me about movies or music that you find you know even if you're not a reader I would just suggest talking to your partner about the books you're reading and who knows what might be grab their attention and you know maybe eventually they'll ask you for a book or want to read or just show some interest um go a little slow don't scare them away at least that was my technique (laughs) audio books are uh probably a safe bet i would think i would think that there's a good chance that a majority of people's partners if, if that's a man or whoever is probably listening to a podcast or something you know you know so it's like now do you listen to audiobooks um when do you listen to them I know, so we mentioned road trips is there any other types like what if someone's on the car all day is there any other scenarios where you like to listen to audiobooks if i'm hooked on the book yeah i'll listen to it as much as i can get it um, until it's gone, usually. So sometimes, you know, at the gym, uh, you know, it could be even at work a little bit. I, you know, I tend not to do it too much at work, I guess. But definitely working out, commutes, um, or just any dead time, just like in, you know, hanging out at the house and I don't really have anything going on or I'm bored, um, you know, I would listen to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember sometimes when you would just... See, I have to be doing something with my hands for me personally to audiobook like I will clean when I audiobook or if I'm cooking dinner I'll audiobook if I'm driving or if I'm riding in the car with you um I can even do like puzzles while audiobook like actual like jigsaw puzzles or even just like word puzzles um I like have to be doing something with my hands so I can't just like sit in a chair and listen I don't know why um, but you can, and I always thought that was interesting, because, like, if you were really into it, you would just, like, sit on the bed and put your earbuds in and relax. Just be still and listen. Yeah. I admire yeah. it, because I can't be still. Yeah, and I think that's kind of how we, me and you, finished Burning God, is, like, we, because we were moving, so we were, like, you know, getting an apartment set up or whatnot, and I remember just, like, kind of lounging around, like, just putting it on while we were either unpacking or just kind of you know cleaning or whatever but we that we kind of ended that series that way um maybe a few small commutes to see family members locally or something like that but like you know i remember it took us a little bit to finish the yeah last, it took us like, a little bit we were like moving five hours of but yeah so i remember just kind of lounging around and listening to that one but yeah i understand that that you, you like to do a lot of puzzles or you'll do like drawings or you know doodling or whatever you know digital art or whatever you'll be doing something you got to be messing around with something but something that's not too taxing on your mind so that your mind can be concentrated on the story exactly my hands busy but my mind relaxed exactly (laughs) don't know why i'm this way yeah you'll smash some puzzles you know and just listening to eight hours on a book (laughs) 
uh, which is, you know, fun. Cats have fun with it. Knocking your pieces everywhere. Well, I thoroughly enjoy talking about books and reading books with you. Um, and I like to see how it's evolved over the years because I said you weren't really much of a reader and didn't really have much of an interest. But we still were drawn to each other. And then, you know, over time, I think my passion just kind of bled over. And I think now it's you have a, a deeper love for storytelling and you tend to enjoy reading a lot more. Um, and I just yeah. thought that'd be a fun story to share. So yeah. thank you for joining the podcast and hanging out with us tonight. Yeah, no problem. My pleasure.